gonna we're not gonna pass you again. Yes, sir. Let's go, man. Yes, sir. Dude, I, I'm, I'm telling you, we've been excited about this. I, I thought we lost you when we moved up, and I'm excited to get you here. We're excited to get you here. we got a heck of a foundation growing, man. It's going to be fun. Do me? Yes, sir. I can't wait. All gas, brother. Let's roll, man. Hey, I'm What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Turn the Jets podcast. I'm your host, Will Parkinson, at Will 11 on Twitter and Instagram, Turn the Jets on Facebook. Joined by special guest, Lindsay OK, at, uh, at Lindsay OK on Twitter and Instagram. How's everything going today, Lindsay? Good. I'm getting like a late start today, so <laughs> I usually try and get up and get going on Mondays, but I don't know. Something about it's today. I'm just hey, not- I had the Monday scares this morning, too, so yeah. don't, uh, don't stress on that. Wanted to kind of get right into it. Obviously, we're uh, we're you know, a couple of days you know past the draft, and you know kind of in that that exciting time period now where people start to try to project the regular season. We have the schedule drop in a day or two. And how's uh, what's been your reaction for the Jets offseason as a whole? Obviously, the, the hiring of Robert Sala, and then a couple of big free agency signings, new quarterback, or anything like that. What's been the overall vibe you've gotten kind of uh, from the offseason as a whole? I've really been loving what they're doing so far. I love the head coaching pick. That was my favorite. I guess, head coaching prospect this offseason. Um, I just feel like his football mind is so complex. And that's like exactly what the Jets needed after Adam Gase. I mean, last season was a complete nightmare. Holding on to him for that long was just, I mean, by week three, we all knew it was over. And they just like kept stringing him along. And I mean, they never... The thing with Sam Darnold is, is I understand why they traded him and everything, but they also never gave him a chance. And that being, I mean, they, they obviously drafted him because they wanted him, but they never really built around him. The, I don't, I don't feel like him and Adam Gase vibed at all. And um, I feel like now it's really kind of turning the corner. And I like that they've already started to build around their quarterback. And I know like Zach Wilson said yesterday that his job has to be earned, but it's obviously going to be his. Um, and he's obviously going to be thrown to the wolves a little bit coming out of college. It's definitely different, but they've given him all the pieces to work with early. And I think that's really important, especially for a young quarterback's confidence. It's, it's uh so you don't think James Morgan or Mike Waiter uh, NFL ready. <laughs> um, no, I I've been impressed with Salah. Like everything he said has been what you'd want to hear of a head coach and just I feel like people are actually excited to play for the Jets. At least that's what the, I mean, obviously it's through tweets and, uh, you know, short clips, but people are excited to go play for him. And it just, there's an adult in the room. I always say, like, I just don't feel like Adam Gase was like the guy everyone was like getting a bunch of grown men making millions of dollars. He wasn't exactly uh, getting them ready to getting ready to play on Sundays. But what are your impressions of Wilson so far? I, I know you had a tweet. You're like, oh, he's already the king of the quote game and stuff like that. Obviously a little bit bigger personality than Sam in a different way. And I think, that can be a good thing or a bad thing, depending on how you play, obviously. But what have your impressions been like him as a player? And did you think that was a good fit for the Jets? Obviously, they had some other options too, like a Justin Fields and stuff like that. Yeah, um, I as for the Jets, like they needed somebody to start right now. And aside from Trevor Lawrence, I think he's the next guy in line that's ready to do that. Behind him, I would have seen Justin Fields in that position. But um, I like the kid. I think he he might get a little bit of a culture shock coming from Utah to New York City or New Jersey, if you want to, you know, be technical, but um, 
I don't, I, I obviously I want to see how he transitions. It might be a little rough just because we're not really sure what the off season is going to be like, um, you know, showing up with a good mindset at rookie minicamps, the first step. And he absolutely did that. Um, a lot of what I've heard from young quarterbacks is that the media part is the hardest. Um, Cause you already know how to fl- play football, but you sometimes guys don't really know how to talk to the media. And he already did that. I mean, he, you know, obviously it's kind of different because it's not after a game and he hasn't lost yet. And that's kind of the true test, but um, I like his mindset. I like his, his vibe. I like the fact that the coach is actually serious about him and wants to build around him and make him better. So. Yeah, no, it's uh, that was, it was one of the funny, funnier, I guess it's sad. I mean, obviously everyone knows I love saying whatever and I'm all full on the Zach Wilson train. I kind of have to be, Um, but that Sam's like, and like last first press conference at Carolina, he was like, my advice would be like, don't listen to media. And he was like, I'm yes. just kidding. And everyone was like, you're not kidding. Like they yep. crushed you and you got, it got in your head. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And we see that happen a lot. I mean, Carson Wentz, same thing. Um, yeah, just well, off the top of that my head. Was, <laughs> that's the, he's a, uh, he's lucky. He's in an even smaller, you know, environment, I guess, for both of their sakes, because they both went through uh, the ringer a little bit, but was there one guy or one other move outside of the quarterback that kind of struck you this offseason that you think could have a big impact? Guys that come to my mind are Elijah Moore and from the draft and then uh, Carl Lawson in free agency. But is there anybody else or are those the two guys for you that kind of stand out the most of uh, some of the additions they've made on both sides of the ball? Yeah, I definitely like the Elijah Moore pick um, for for the Jets. I feel like that gives – I mean, you still have some guys that are still, I mean, left over from last year, but that kind of gives – him somebody to work with coming in day one who's in kind of in the same boat that he is you know he's and they have a they have an opportunity to grow together and I think that's important yeah no I 100 I'm, I'm interested to see how the team kind of goes as a whole obviously I think the schedule's easier this year I think you get that new coach boost a little bit you know the whole roster kind of overchanged I don't know I don't know if the expectations are what would you say like Obviously, you don't have to give a win total because I feel like that's going to put. You don't want to. You don't want to have a, say something that's going to. No matter what win total I say, they're not going to. It's not going to happen. So, where would be like a range with you would think? Okay, I see. I've seen progress now. Going into twenty twenty two, they should be a playoff team. Is it like? Is it five wins? Is it? I they should like. I say, I've seen some people say they should win nine or ten games because that's just the way that thing it should work. And other people are like, if they win four, it's a good year. Like how? Where do you kind of fall? Yeah, I kind of fall in the middle. Um, I can see them. I want to start maybe at like a 500 team. I know you can't have 500 this year, but like a six win team. I'm not going to be used to 17 game oh, yeah. schedule. I still, and, uh, call the, I still call the Rams, the St. Louis Rams sometimes. So like, <laughs> I mean, it's difficult, but um, I can see them being a six or seven win team. I think obviously the hump there is you have to get past the bills, which I mean, I'm going to say right now, I don't think they can, but I don't think the Ravens can either. So um you know, and, and then you got the Patriots who they completely revamped as well. So, um, and the dolphins are coming up strong too. So, I mean, it's a tough, it's a tougher division. Whereas in the past, it used to be the Patriots were the top dog and everybody else is in the basement and it's kind of different this year, but, um, I think, I don't think there's a lot of pressure on them because of that. Um, again, I, I totally feel you when you said like a four win team's a good year. Um, I mean, they just don't want to see, I feel like the, the line between being good and being bad is going to be how does Zach Wilson look? Is he a complete bust or not? And that's going to kind of give you a sense of if this could be, you know, a team on that are that is going up instead of going down. Yeah, no, it's like can they be at least exciting in October and November? I mean, I don't expect them to play be in the playoffs, but 
it's difficult. I mean, like I have season tickets and for me, every year I go, no matter what, obviously you talk yourself in every week, even if I'm trying to be objective for the sake of my own job, but like, I, it's like, you want to talk yourself into wins and, and it's really been difficult to even find two or three wins a year on the schedule where you're like, I feel confident they could win this game. So if they, as long as they can beat some of the bad, like really bad teams that like they were last year, like the Houston's and the Jacksonville's and things like that, I would feel much better about them going forward. And maybe you steal one from new England at home or you steal one from Buffalo kind of, you know, isn't prepared and, and they come in and you, you beat them. Like you got to feel good about those. And Wilson's the key, right? Like you even said, if they, if Wilson's good or shows a ton of progress, now everything changes. Now it's like, oh, the Jets have a young quarterback that's actually shown some flashes. Their head coach looks good. Like it's in the right direction. Not, oh no, this is like, we're doing the exact same thing we've done with the last five rookie quarterbacks that just like have had probably more downs than helps to, to be uh, kind about it. Yeah. And I've been to that stadium in November and like, you have to talk yourself into going to those games. <laughs> like, even if you're a good team. So yeah, it's, it's, it's become difficult, but I know you kind of mentioned a few teams there. I, I wanted to get your thoughts on who are a couple of teams. It doesn't have to be, you know, AFC East related, but that, that really improved for you this, this off season between draft and free agency. You're like, they took a step either from being bad to a playoff team or maybe a team that's like was close and took a huge step. Um, and then maybe after that, you know, one or two teams, you're like, I wanted to do a lot more and there's a lot left to be desired there. Um, one thing I I think did really well was Carolina. Um, I know your, your boy Sam's there now. Um, but they kind of, I kind of, not that I really expected them to take a quarterback, but I was kind of surprised that they kind of did the same thing the Jets did. They decided to build around him. So I really liked what they did. I really liked what the Chargers did. Um, obviously Justin Herbert's their guy. I think he's great. Um, and I mean that this draft really cemented that for them as far as on the downside, the Seahawks, I don't know what they, they were thinking. I mean, obviously, Russell Wilson came out earlier this offseason and said that he, you know, there was that whole rift about if he wants out or not. And a lot of it was because of the offensive line. And they didn't really do that. Um, so that's kind of a big question mark for me. Um, I, I'm going to touch on the Ravens just a little bit. Um, I didn't hate their draft, but I, I hate taking that wide receiver in the first round. I just... I, for them, I just have PTSD from Bashad Perriman. I just cannot. Oh, I have PTSD from Bashad Perriman. <laughs> I've watched him play football for a year. It was one of the most frustrating football players I've ever watched play football. Oh my God, it was awful. And then like they lost so many pieces on offensive line and just didn't take an offensive tackle. And that's kind of um, bizarre to me. I'm not going to say they had a horrible draft because they didn't, but those are just really big questions for me i was gonna say for them i think people are I'm, i understand the excitement around getting receivers because it feels like the passing game has been a huge issue but i'm i might be in the minority here and we don't have to go all ribs tangent but i know greg roman's offense can seem really boring at times but i think it's like i understand it's made to make lamar be able to do what he's the best at and not that he can't throw but it's meant for them to run the ball and be able to have him play with a lead and i understand it's frustrating because he could do more and I'm not saying that like, but he's not going to be a guy that drops back 50 times. Like it's just not, that's, I don't think he wants to do that either. So I just, sometimes I get frustrated. It's like the offense is so boring. It's like, cause it's not meant to, it's not like, it's meant to be boring on purpose. It's not meant cause like Lamar isn't good. Like, I just don't know how much better a receiver might be help. Cause I don't think Hollywood Brown's what everyone wants him to be, but is, is Lamar going to go now and like drop back 50 times a game and be Mahomes? Like, I think he's his own quarterback, which makes him amazing to watch. He's just a unique quarterback that we just don't 
see guys that can do both. Right. And like, the thing is, is like the first year when that offense was so explosive and they were winning, you know, all those games in a row, it's like, wow, this is what, you know, the Ravens have been needing. This is so exciting to watch. And then the next year when defenses kind of started to get the vibe and started to kind of figure them out a little bit, it didn't, didn't become so exciting anymore. And that's just what happens. I mean, defenses get paid too. And if you're playing Lamar Jackson and you're playing the Ravens, and you hear everybody all season say nobody can stop Lamar, what's the first thing at the top of your list when you have the Ravens on your schedule? Find a way to stop Lamar. And defenses can do that now. And it's nothing against him, but... Yeah, it's just like, that's the thing. It's like the Chiefs all of a sudden that in year two of Mahomes, it was like, there's a target on your back. And obviously they've been uber successful, both teams have, but it just, it, it becomes, you're not like the underdog story anymore. All of a sudden, everybody on the schedule is circling you. And that's what I guess makes Brady's... The Braves and Mannings and Rogers of the world, like they're circled on everyone's calendar every year and they usually produce every single time. But now the other teams I thought you mentioned here that was interesting is I liked Carolina's draft as well. Um, I thought whether Sam, whether people think Sam's going to be a good good player down there or is not, to me, that's the only question mark was if you take fields there. I can't blame them for not doing it because if they just gave up assets, but also if they would have done it, I guess I would have had to be like, well, if one of these guys should work, but. The rest of their draft, they really like. I like Terrence Marshall a lot. I thought Brady Christensen could walk in and probably start day one. J.C. Horn's impressive. I don't know. At eight, obviously, there was like a little bit of a mini run on corner there before Dallas, so that was a little interesting. They kind of – Dallas still won all defense, but the draft was interesting as a whole. Did you – the quarterback-wise, I feel like Justin Fields in Chicago, they got a kind of – I don't want to say it's a steal, but great value for Fields at 11 because he could have been gone two or three. Do you like a Trey Lance in San Francisco? You think that's going to be a good fit? And then the Mac Jones thing in New England is, I think people are assuming he's going to be good and the Patriots haven't drafted well in 10 years. So I'm not really sure why we're assuming that. Am I wrong to be kind of pessimistic on Jones and optimistic on Lance? No, I don't, I don't think so at all. I, I fully expected the Niners to take Justin Fields there. I think, like I said before, I think he's the behind uh Trevor and behind Zach Wilson I feel like he's the most NFL ready to start right now but it also makes sense them taking him because they have said that they they still want Jimmy Garoppolo to start um so I mean I didn't believe that for a while and I guess I believe it now because I don't like I don't think Trey Lance is ready to be thrown onto a football field and start for an NFL team I just don't think so um in the future maybe sure um, but I, I love Justin Fields in Chicago. I think he's going to be great. I knew the second that they started touting out Andy Dalton as their starter, I was like, there's no way in hell that that's happening. Um, so I fully expected them to either move something around, trade for Jimmy Garoppolo was another one of my theories. Um, but yeah, um, Mac Jones, I don't really have that large of an opinion on him. I, I think he's good, not great. There's a reason he went in the top handful of quarterbacks, but um, I don't know. I feel like he's a total Josh McDaniels quarterback. I feel like that's a good fit there, but I don't, I'm not sure on the Belichick thing. I don't know. Maybe it's just because he wants to groom a young quarterback and groom him into who he wants him to be. Is it going to be Brady? Probably not. Um, But I don't know. We all know Bill's not, doesn't have, I sound like he's going to die or something. That's not what I mean. Um, I mean like a couple more years as a coach, not living on this planet. Um, but yeah. Yeah. No, the Mac Jones thing. The only reason that I just, my frustration is that you just assume like kind of like a sloppy, like bodied white quarterback that like, 
doesn't get picked first does not mean like because it's like Tom Brady was a six round pick. Like, I don't think we're equating like the first round guy that went out, played at Alabama and like was on the best offense probably we've ever seen in college football that in 2019 LSU. I just, for just to be like, oh, look, Matt Jones has a beer belly. Like he's going to be really good in, in New England. Like kind of feels like it's just like a little lazy. Like Matt Jones, I think could be good in the right system. And New England just spent a bajillion dollars in free agency. So you'd hope that he, if he walks in, but you don't know what Cam is going to look like. I think Cam's probably closer to being a former NFL quarterback than he is being MVP 2015 Cam Newton, but also he did have COVID. It was a new system. Like I will give, like, I think that it, this is a valid, it is a valid excuse, but also he has been like great the previous three years either in Carolina. So they're a weird team. I just like people have such differing takes on new England. So, like the jets kind of feels like everyone's between like, there may be a fringe wildcard team or there might be five and 12, but be right. exciting or the Chargers should be really like everyone kind of has pretty consistent takes, but new England feels like the one that's all over the map. It's they could win a super bowl. If cam's good or Max Jones is good, but other people are like, there is still a six or seven win team. So I, I I'm interested to see how that kind of goes. Cause another, if they're not good again, then it's like Brady's stock just keeps, <laughs> keeps going up, which would be hard for me to watch, but. Obviously, if people don't follow you or don't know you, you're a big Joe Flacco person. Can we get a little background on it? Because he was obviously he was a Jet last year. Didn't he had the one big game kind of in New England? So how how that kind of Joe Flacco fandom start and like where are we at now with Flacco? Is he better than Hertz? Yes, I feel like he's gonna go in there and just I can't wait. Um, anyways, it started. He obviously started in Baltimore, and I'm you know a Baltimore fan, so. It kind of, it, he was like kind of the first football player that I like really liked, like as a person too. And he's just like, he does like, he's just like the most chill person ever. Like you would, if he was walking down the street, you would not say that's an NFL quarterback. Yeah. He might be a little bit tall, but you know, he just totally, he doesn't care. Um, he's totally like the dad at his kid's soccer game with like two Miller lights in the cooler and that's it you know, like he's just such a, like a chill dude. And he, he's again, with the whole media thing, he's so skilled at talking to the media. He knows his words are going to get twisted every time he speaks. Um, the mentor thing happens every single time he's on a new team. Are you going to mentor your quarterback? Like it's tired, but anyways, um, he, I don't know. He's just like such like an all around dude, good personality. Um, and he did a lot for Baltimore. And I feel like even now, I feel like he doesn't get appreciated here like he should. Yeah, no, it's Flacco's, Flacco's an interesting guy. I went to, I those you know, I played at Towson uh, and like when they Ravens won the Super Bowl. So I was there, the crazy fandom of like playoff yeah. Flacco and the whole nine yards. And I obviously was incredibly anti-Ravens as being a New Yorker that was going to school in Maryland. I was like, I have to be different. So I was kind of hating on the Ravens at the time. But looking back, it was obviously incredibly impressive. Some of the stuff he did they're obviously totally different, but from a Jets fan perspective, the way like Sanchez was just like such a like electric personality and was so good with the media and won all his world playoff games, obviously didn't get, you know, finish it off the way Flacco did. And I just think to me that that's kind of the Jets best comp to Flacco and like that sense where was never probably the elite guy, you know, I saw all the jokes, but he was able to do it in the biggest moments. And I felt like for all Sanchez's faults in New York in terms of not developing properly, obviously they're different, but the biggest playoff games he always showed up like he he outplayed Tom Brady in, in an AFC like divisional round playoff game in New England Flacco did the same thing it was like yeah. 
people forget that stuff. Like Brady used to like Brady only loses to quarterbacks he's wor- like better than. Like I like I swear like Nick Foles and Sanchez and Flacco and all these guys. Like Eli. then plays then Eli and then he plays Peyton. He's like the best player I've ever seen. He plays Rodgers and all except for this year. Like he just unbelievable. Mahomes. It's crazy. It's it's the weirdest. Like it shouldn't. It should be the other way around. Not uh, <laughs> not the way it worked out. Yeah. That's uh, it's uh it's a crazy. It's obviously pretty crazy, but. Obviously, you kind of mentioned Flacco as one person. Who have been a couple of people that, you know, obviously your time covering the NFL that you've really enjoyed um, either just like the way they've been as a player or somebody that's been like just like so gracious and like within the media, it's like a person you just always, I want to see this person, whether they're talking to the media, they're practicing, working, like they're just like you're attached to them kind of uh, throughout um, their career. So I started as an intern for Ed Reed and he is like, the coolest dude ever like him like sitting down when you see him like sitting down smoking cigars like that's totally him that he doesn't put on a front whatsoever he's totally like a take it or leave it kind of guy um he wasn't much for quotes that was more like I guess Terrell Suggs kind of who was not one of my favorite players um but I don't know. He was just like such a chill dude. I'm trying to think of who else. Um, Edery made a little Jets appearance right at the end. Yeah, was, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I forgot about we that. We kind of wish it didn't happen for everyone's sake because I don't have to envision Edery like not being good as a Jet and I could just like imagine what he would have been. Mm-hmm. And then for Ravens yeah. fans, I'm sure it's not, uh, it was not fun to watch him as a Texan and a Jet. I mean, he totally did that to get a couple, couple extra dollars. That's all. <laughs> that's, we all know that. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> the, the Jets, like for like two or three years, they had like, they went from Jason Taylor and LT who actually contributed. So I won't give them slack, but like, then it was like the TiVo thing. It was like Ed Reed, Chris Johnson, Mike Vick, Burris. It was like, kind of felt, uh, it was a little weird. It's like, cool. They got to play for the Jets, but in some sense, I kind of, it was not the most, uh, not, yeah. not the most fun years to be a fan, obviously, but the one, one other thing I wanted to ask you about, obviously, the Aaron Rodgers thing that's going on now, everyone's kind of having an opinion on it. I, I don't see him getting traded. I just think – I don't know how you trade somebody like that. I, I just – I can't envision that happening. I think you'd have to be blown away, which, of course, there's a million teams that should trade for him. Like, mm-hmm. if I was the Giants, I would have literally offered 45 first-round picks because all of a sudden the Giants are probably a Super Bowl contender with Aaron Rodgers. With Daniel Jones, they're probably not good. So – um do you think he and stays in Green Bay? Do you think he gets moves? I don't see him holding out, but I guess we'll see. How do you kind of think all this plays out? It's pretty kind of kind of changes the rest of the NFL if Aaron Rodgers yeah. is on a different team. Um, I flipped and flopped on this like so many times. I just I feel like Aaron Rodgers is one of those guys that again he is who he is. He's not going to, you know, put on this front of I'm Aaron Rodgers, the football player, and I'm Aaron Rodgers, the person. It's the same thing. So when he says he's unhappy with something, he's likely unhappy with something. So I don't know. I feel like he has a right to be. I mean, he's up there with Brady, whereas like, I mean, Brady was down in Tampa Bay saying, sign Gronk, do this, do that. And the Bucks were like, okay, like write us a list. We'll do whatever is on it. Um, and I mean, Rogers has the right to say, I want a wide receiver. I want some more protection up front. I want more weapons. I feel like we should be able to be a Super Bowl contender. We should be able to win a Super Bowl if you get me these things. And he's right. I totally think he's right. Um, I feel like it sucks for him because he, I don't feel like him and McCarthy vibed at all towards the end. I feel like there was some tension between him and um, Matt LaFleur early on. I feel like they kind of got over that. Um, Obviously we don't know what happens behind closed doors, but I feel like he just needs to sit down with everybody and say what he wants. And I, I feel like eventually they'll come to some sort of 
agreement. Um, you don't want to get rid of Aaron Rodgers because what are the Packers without Aaron Rodgers? They're nothing. They are absolutely nothing. Like you, do you really want to be, to be like to trade Aaron Rodgers and then see Justin Fields, this rookie come in and win your division next year? Cause that's, what's probably going to happen. If you, you know, I'm totally counting out Kirk cousins, by the way, but uh, um, yeah, people will be happy to hear that. Uh, I mean, no, the Rodgers thing is crazy just because he's one of, I mean, I think he's the most talented quarterback I've ever seen. I, I want to say he's the goat, but like, I'm not, I don't even have the patience to deal with the, the Brady and Peyton people. So I'm just going to leave it at, he's one of the best three quarterbacks I've ever watched play football. And he's still, he's one of the MVP is one of the better seasons I've ever seen from a quarterback. And the Packers just are not, they have some good pieces, but if you watch the NFC title game, I don't know. I think that that was the, that's that Packers team would have, and could have beaten Kansas city. I mean, anyone could have beaten Kansas city the way they played in the Super Bowl, I guess, but it's just, it's tough to, to watch that and to kick a field goal there. And like Rogers is such a competitive dude and all year it was all focused on the Super Bowl. And then, like to come up short and lose again at Lambeau is it crushes his legacy more than anybody else in that team too. Like, yep. I think people like, that's what the crazy part is with all these top, top guys that are competing for that goat conversation. Every time you lose a big game, your stock, you're just going to get crushed for the next six months. And it's like, they sure. know that. And Rogers listens to everything. I know that for a fact, like, so you look at, you know, Brady can probably ignore the stuff and whatever, but I'm sure he hears it. Peyton used to hear it. There's no way these guys didn't. So I'm sure Lamar hears it too. And mm-hmm. Sam heard it. Like, I just, you have to put yourself in those shoes. That's the reason that the quarterback position gets all this praise and head coach as well. But if you don't, a lot of these guys, they don't kind of send they're hearing it. They know that if they lose a game, it's all going to be on them no matter what. And if they win, they're going to hear the positives of, you know, what happens. But the negative hurts a little worse, I think, than uh, some of the positive stuff, especially with guys like Rodgers. For sure. And, uh, like, a lot of guys, like, they'll they'll come out and say it. Like, I don't read. You know, a lot of guys aren't on Twitter or they'll have an account and they just don't check it. Um, a lot of guys, like, don't read that stuff, and that's, that's on them. Like, if they can't take the heat, then get out of the kitchen, you know. But, like, I mean – I feel like guys like Rogers and Brady use that to help fuel them almost. Whereas like maybe guys like, I'm not trying to throw him under the bus. He's just the first one that comes to my mind, but like Baker Mayfield reads the negative stuff. And next, next week in a media presser, you'll hear him say like a quote about it, you know? So, um, totally didn't mean to throw him under the bus. No, no. Baker's Baker's a good example. It's actually someone that, I was going to ask you, and then we'll have two more things. One, in terms of Baker and Zach Wilson, have gotten a lot of similar-ish kind of comps from people. It's not about necessarily a play style, but just like the fiery attitude, the like very like decked out and in sweat, like very the swagger. And like Zach Wilson's got the wristbands and the visor and the whole nine yards, and he's very like uh, I don't I don't want to say outspoken, but very like his play is very outspoken. And same with Baker, the way he was, and he always has been. He's no, never going to shy away from the spotlight, things like that. Do you think that? Like, how do you think the best way is it? Wilson just winning games, or is it like you think he should be toning it down, or is it you should let him just be himself and like if he wins, he wins, and that's going to be an absolute home run for the Jets because Baker's gone through ups and downs, right? He was great as a rookie, and then it was awful the next year, and then it was good again last year. So it's like it's a roller coaster a little bit. Yeah. I love, I just like, I just want everybody to let these quarterbacks be themselves. Like I, I got so mad at people when people were 
making fun of Baker because he lost a game and then he like gets gets on the mic and is like says these quotes I mean that's just who he is like you can't try to change him for that I mean it goes the same way when people say Matt Ryan has no personality you can't make him have a personality it doesn't mean he's any less of a football player um a lot of people said Joe Flacco has no personality he's still in the Super Bowl who cares if he doesn't have a personality you know so it's like I just like want these people to be let these players be who they are because especially nowadays when um there's so much more like we see Juju doing TikTok dances I've never done a TikTok dance in my freaking life I don't like it I, I don't care about it but if that's what he wants to do who cares he's not hurting anybody it's not like he's you know part of some I don't know like anti whatever group who's doing yeah. this it's not like he's not hurting anybody you just let him do it if he wants to do it who cares because guess what if his football career is over tomorrow then he has that to fall back on he's already built another brand for himself um you know same same thing with like trevor lawrence signing all these like endorsement deals like he has that to fall back on if he ends up sucking this year yeah. so i think we need to like stop i feel like and i feel like baker mayfield's doing those commercials everybody made fun of him for that who cares yeah, it's a lot of money and I would take in my pocket. I'll tell you that. Is he gonna do you really think Baker Mayfield is gonna sit here and be like, no, I lost a game last week. I'm not doing a commercial now. Like he's not gonna say that. So you I actually just, take this one down. I'm sorry, I played bad this week. Yeah, no, I think I, just, I like, even, listen back. to the same thing during the draft. He was like, everyone's yeah. like, he looks like a child, like those are so stupid. Why is he doing something average? I don't know, yeah. because he wants to secure the bag. And like if you're gonna play in New York, you you're gonna get put on the face of pretty much everything and I know it's different with social media and stuff like that now and even if Mahomes or Watson you know could be huge names but we're not gonna leave we'll leave the Sean out of it for now but <laughs> um like Mahomes could be the biggest star in the NFL playing Kansas City but I mean, if Zach Wilson's good in New York or I guess Daniel Jones for that matter Zach Wilson's gonna be one of the faces of the league like I know I'm getting way ahead of myself I'm just saying if he's good which I think he could be mm-hmm. you're gonna be the Jets have not had a face of like that since like obviously Namath, but like even when Chad Pennington was good or like even Mark Sanchez, one of the most famous people in the league when he was playing, he was not like a top 20 quarterback. He was just was on a team that was really good. And he was a, a handsome dude on a good team. Like that's what's going to happen. Like yeah, anytime he went to a bar, you saw a picture of him at a bar. Yeah. Well, there's, I just gotta be some fun stories from, uh, <laughs> from Sanchez. But the one thing I wanted to I'll finish up more of like a, just fun, um, you know, kind of, you're very good at like some clapbacks on Twitter and getting, you know, getting kind of getting, getting people when they're trying to be uh, either somewhat disrespectful to being a woman in football or, and or other things. Where do you kind of come up with some of the content there? Because I thoroughly enjoy watching people just get, get owned pretty hard when they, uh, when they try to come at you on Twitter. Um, I, I don't sit here and like think of excuses. It just, a lot of the times I ignore it. Like you should see some of the stuff that I get that I ignore um but sometimes you know if I'm if I have some time that night and I feel like you know I'll just I mean I just it, it just comes to me and I send it I'm I'm not I don't know <laughs> I don't know. It's pretty, it's, it's pretty enjoyable. If you don't, if you don't, um, you know, follow Lindsay, it's one of those things that if you're just like, all of a sudden I scroll down, I'll just see something and you'll be like, wow, you have fun getting blocked. Like, and it's just like, it's so funny. Cause like they wanted a response and now it's like, you're going to get a response. You're just not going to like what it's going to say. Yeah. And it's like, these people sit here and they're like, I'm a troll account. Like I'm going to say things that get people pissed off and angry and blah, blah, blah. And then when I say, okay, I'm going to block you or whatever, then you accomplish what you made to accomplish and you're still mad about it. Like, I just don't get the thought process there. So it's, uh, it's entertaining, but yeah, obviously, um, you know, 
follow Lindsay on Twitter and Instagram, like I mentioned, her Patreon as well, where you get a lot of, you know, kind of bonus content and, and things like that. Um, you know, obviously it'll be, hopefully, you know, be an exciting year to, you know, be a Jets fan, obviously, and things like that. And maybe we'll get a Jets Ravens, uh, we'll get a Jets Ravens playoff game and we'll do it. We'll do a super pod before and kind of, uh, obviously it's unrealistic, but you know, you gotta, you gotta have some hope. Exactly. <laughs> now we thank you, you know, thank you for coming on and, um, you know, obviously you know, a lot, like I said, a lot of exciting stuff, make sure you're following Lindsay and, and keeping kind of up with, you know, what's going on with her. And then, um, you know, we'll have a, we have a couple you know, more exciting stuff of a, you know, schedule release pod coming out this week as well. So uh, stay tuned for that, but uh, everyone, uh, everyone take care.